Welcome to Raising Your Spirits. Our hope is to help you make positive changes by providing guided messages from spirit. Tuning forks, crystals, and distance healing are how we pass those messages from spirit to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your vibrational growth with us. Your host for this version of Raising Your Spirits, Tony Ginnis. The ability to see beyond illusion. Our world that we have is full of illusions, full of smokes and mirrors, people saying one thing, and then you find out down the road that they were meant something else. And when we look at relationships, when we look at people, when other people are only looking at other people, and that is their main baseline in when they're establishing a relationship, it's very challenging because a person that wants to scam you let's say. Let's just use the most extreme. A person that wants to dupe you or deceive you, they know exactly what to say. They know exactly how to say it and how to show that they're sincere. You could fake sincerity. You can. You look at them, he says, yeah, he looks sincere. He look, you know, and if you're only basing it on that, you're going to have a hard time. Because they know exactly what you're looking for. However, if you also take that and then you add in the voice or the feeling that you get from that, it might be a different story. Studies were shown that those couples that are about ready to buy a car and they asked one set of couples a certain question and then people were asking another set of couples another question. So the first question was, We want you to choose a vehicle just how it feels. Don't go see it, but just see the picture and how do you feel about that car? Like, what are you tapping into? You have no idea how much mileage is on there and just how does it feel? And then people decided to buy the car. Then they had another group of people where they said, I want you to do a ton of research on this car. When this car comes in, Look at the mileage, take it for a test drive, like do a lot of research. And after several hundred people that that were doing this, they went back to see the satisfaction level of how they were after they they had the car for at least a year. 60% of the people that just chose because they felt it was the right car was happy with it. The people that did a lot of research, 25% liked the car. So even when you look at something humanly and do all the research you know, we have access to Google and all kinds of information. And even that is almost a third of the satisfaction as you'll get from just tapping into your natural ability of intuition. How does it feel? You'll be three times happier if you choose something that you just feel that this is the right one. The same goes with employees. This is why many of the employers are having a tough time. They're looking at three or four candidates. All of them have very good education. All of them have a very good experience and they come through well. And it's like, oh, geez, how am I supposed to make a decision on these four candidates? They're all so awesome. But no one ever says, how do they feel? What was your first impression?
in some of the relationships that went eventually went divorced when you finally first see somebody you get a first impression and then let's say that couple got together and then down the road they divorced and so when they asked the person what was your very first impression of this person when you saw them that you eventually divorced and they said oh i thought they were great no the very first your first gut instinct i said yeah I don't know. It wasn't that great. But he was cute, right? It's the second one that the human part of you kicks in and then looks at the appearance and how they conduct themselves. And that's always going to be good, especially in the first part of the relationship. But when you're choosing an employee, how did that person, when they showed up, what was your take on it? This is why good employers will ask the secretary or person in the reception area, when so-and-so came in, what did they do? What kind of feeling did you get from them? I don't know. They were kind of quiet, this or that. I said, oh, okay, that was my top candidate. What else? What about this other guy? This guy, I thought he was kind of nice. He asked me how my day was, and I saw him in the parking lot, and and he dropped a little piece of garbage on the ground and then he picked it up and he put it in the garbage just didn't leave it there I thought that was kind of nice that's your winner it is that feeling because it's always in the private moments of those people that nobody thinks they're watching is your candidate because when they're in front of you of course they're going to put on the best face they can and the best, everything. Oh, yeah, I'll do all kinds. I'll, I'll work overtime. I don't need extra money. You know, all of this to make them seem like the best candidate. But how do they feel? When we tap into this, it's much stronger from a business point of view. I want to talk a little bit about skill level. Whenever we're doing anything and we attach intuition to it, it becomes something different. When we take the best of what we can do and we have a great experience, there's always going to be a glass ceiling if you don't incorporate some kind of intuition, some kind of a sixth sense to give you that edge. Because we all know there's so much information out there, more courses you can take, more training. There's all kinds of logistical things. Yes, we can improve to sharpen our skills. But all of them will have a limit unless you bring in this natural sense of intuition. When we bring it into our lives and our businesses, that's when you go from being great to being a superstar. A financial planner that is looking at all of his clients that he's got to invest for, they'll get an idea where he should move or she should move their money so that their clients would have a higher return, making them the financial planner of desire for other people because their returns are going to be more. A farmer that gets the intuition that this particular crop needs to be green beans for whatever reason, I'm just getting it, they're they're getting and they start growing green beans. Everybody in the neighborhood is growing watermelons. What happens? is that upon harvest time, 
there's so much watermelon on the market that price actually starts dropping. And there's not as many people growing green beans and the price will be higher, making them a more successful farmer. Because he's not choosing from what it is right now. He's looking at the seeds and which one do you want me to plant? Connecting to the land and saying, I need to pay my mortgage. I need to support my family. What are you telling me that I should do? Because I'm here to serve you, the land, this land that is on this earth. How can I do this in the most optimal way with the least amount of errors? What plants am I going to bring in? And so he could be tripping over a, a bag of corn or he'll just see a vision in his head. But some way his intuition will poke him to say, this is what you need to do because very few farmers are going to be growing it, which will give you a higher return than before. So it's not always what we think it needs to happen. So when we add this to anything that we do, we are going to become superstars. But it is one of the most frustrating (laughs) energies to deal with. Because like we said, we don't know what you want to plant, what you want to do, what you want the answer to be, or is it real, genuine intuition? Something that energies around you want you to know. A songwriter that connects to their fan club energetically and saying, what is going on out there that you guys need to hear? And then all of a sudden, streaming through the guitar or playing on the piano, something comes out and it's not you playing. That is a superstar because you're not cranking out the albums, cranking out the music, cranking out the work just because it puts another song on your list. It's irrelevant. I'd rather... <laughs> I heard a number of years ago that there was a, uh, a musician that wrote, produced, and let out over 10,000 songs. I've never heard of the man, ever. When I heard of him, okay, he's a good singer, but all he wants to do is bring out music, and it's, it's, so, it's almost lifeless. I mean, they're good music, but it doesn't make me cry. It doesn't make me feel anything. You tap into, into intuition and let part of that Compose the song, compose the art, compose the food. If you're a chef, you want to be a better chef. You want to be a better photographer. You want to be a better coach. How can I tap into something that people are really looking for that will be the edge? He says, this is the guy or this is the gal that I need because they get me. Have you ever heard that? Somebody that just gets you, but that's worth paying for. And you've just not only notched up your skill and your superstardism because intuition is now in there, it's just naturally that people will pay more for your services because there's so little people doing it. Make sense? In this meditation, we're going to do a little color breathing. Now, those that are new... What a color breathing is, is envisioning a certain color that, in this case, because indigo has basically two sides, 
There's a blue, like this uh, royal blue, steel blue color. And then there's a purple. And when you blend them together, they create that violet indigo color. And so Spirit wants us to separate those colors by envisioning this beautiful blue color. So whether it's a, uh, a color of a car or an outfit or a fruit, whatever it is, bring in that color and breathe in that color and then exhale purple. So you're breathing in the blue and exhaling purple and the combination of those is your indigo color. In that, what Spirit wants you to do is when we get into the meditation, they want you to see this third eye. The way they're showing it to me, it's almost like, if I can demonstrate this, it's almost like a birdhouse where there's this round hole and you're reaching in very delicately and your hand can fit through. It is big enough for your hand to fit through. And you're taking out this particular energy, this indigo energy. It's like a little ball and it's just resting on a cradle. You take it out, bring it through the bird's nest hole and put it in your left hand. Now, if you're right-handed, you put it in your left hand. Those of you that are left-handed, put it in your right hand. So it's opposite, okay? And what we want you to do is look at it. And look at this beautiful, shining indigo color, and it's this glistening color. If you don't see it glistening, in, that's what we're going to be working on. When you look at the different sides of this, you'll probably see that some sides are shinier than others. Some are more smudged. Some are maybe gray. Maybe you have some black marks on it or something. And so we want you to take a white rag, okay, out of your pocket in your vision and start polishing. It's like the size of a golf ball, but you can make it larger if it's easier for you. And you put it in your hand and you start polishing it. And you start looking at those smudges and polish it out. The rag itself is made of white light in this vision. And you're polishing it. Use that beautiful rag to polish this. And then turn the, the ball upside down so that because it was underneath and polish that. So all of it three-dimensionally is glistening and it's like illuminating. It's being polished. And then when you're done, it's about a 20-minute meditation. When you're done, just carefully put it back inside your third eye and then close the door to your third eye. Is that clear? Hope I've described that. So you're polishing this particular energy center. Now, if you can do that, that's great. For the, for the people that are just starting and doing this, that's great. For the ones that are more advanced and you're used to this, if you could combine the color breathing in there, so as you inhale, you're inhaling in your third eye this blue color and you're exhaling through this opening purple. If it's hard for some, don't worry about it. It all depends on, on where you are in the spectrum. We want this ball at least to be shiny. This is the end of the third eye part two. Now go over to part three to get into the meditation. 
Thank you for listening to Raising Your Spirits. If there is a subject you would like to hear in a future podcast or would like to book a session with Tony, reach out to his Facebook group at Genis Shields Natural Healing Center or group tuning classes with Tony on his online virtual weekly classes. The YouTube channel is Suzanne and Tony 17. That's Suzanne and Tony, all one word and the number 17. And the website is lovehigherself.com. Until next time, namaste.